Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the powerful teaching last night, for your powerful presence hovering over our prayer meeting, over our lives, over our ministry, over our relationship with you. We thank you, Lord, for the powerful anointing with which you have touched so many lives. You have poured out your gifts on many. You said, ask and you shall receive. We thank you, Father, for your mercy, for your grace. We thank you, Father, for your love. That constant, unchangeable love that no matter what we do and how we fall, your love for us does not change. We thank you, Father, that we are alive today, that we are healthy, we are well, and you have called us again by name to come back to you, to have a fill again of your presence, to bask in the glory of your light and let that light shine upon and through our lives. We thank you, Father, that you give us, you do, a, some, you do something new in us today as well. Do you give of your image, yourself, your light, so that what we are today is not the same of where we were yesterday. You keep us moving forward. You fill us with your word. You send your word and heal us, Lord. That is what your word says. We thank you, Father, that you blessed us with your spirit. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you, Lord, that you pour your peace, your joy into our hearts. That every time we come to you and when we pray with you in our secret place, though we are collected together as a group, as a family, yet you have that secret private room of prayer with each of us. You listen to us individually, attentively to every request that we make. You first fill us with your joy that we can leave all our worries, all our cares, all our concerns outside that door. We can shut everything of the flesh of the world out and then you fill your joy into our hearts so that when we pray, we don't beg. When we pray, we don't come with that worry, with that stress. When we pray, there is only peace. There is only love in our hearts. We become one with you in our spirit. And then you are ever willing to pour out your light, your revelation, your wisdom that gives direction, that provides answers, that offers solutions, that shows us the way forward. We share that same peace and that same joy, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family called by your name. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and the prayers we will raise today as well, Lord. We bless them in your name. And we share that same peace and joy with all those that are Christians and do not yet personally know you as a person. And with all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. We ask for a quickening in their spirit that their eyes be opened to see your truth and that truth shall set them free. That truth shall convict their hearts. That truth shall turn their steps. 
for where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We thank you, Father. And with that confidence, we call on your name in our prayer this morning. The name of our maker, the lifter of men, the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity. The one who is ever faithful. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The maker of them all. The great I am. The preserver of men. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. The word that you sent among us to dwell among and within us. Your truth that gives us your character, your image. When we obey that truth and we are careful enough to observe, to do according to all that is written in it. And just as he lived in abundance, we also live in that same abundance. Because your truth is the law. We pray in the name of Jesus, the Lion of Judah, the Lord, our redemption, the way, that truth, and our life in your kingdom. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the same spirit that settled the earth from all its chaos and gave it shape and made it beautiful. In the beginning of creation, the same Holy Spirit that powered Jesus' ministry, that same spirit that now raises us from the dead like him and gives life to our mortal body. We are charged in the spirit to see and to hear and to speak. That same spirit who is the breath of the Father and now gives light and breath to our spirit. The one who heals us from backsliding. The one who has made his tabernacle within us. The one who is our teacher, our friend, our guide, our strengthener. The Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. And you have blessed us with the gift of prayer. Where we can speak your word while being in union with your spirit. And we follow your process for creation. So that when you spoke and everything in creation came into existence, executed by your spirit, the same way we speak. We thank you, Lord. And we shall speak that when we proclaim the power in our spoken word, knowing that life and death is in the power of our tongue and we choose that life. We thank you, Father. We put on our angels, Lord. We dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy, pure and perfect will. We plead the blood of Jesus over every member of, that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We draw that bloodline in the spirit around each of them and we declare that as the hedge of protection, that blood which has won all victories so that every force of wickedness that comes against it, knowing that it has won all victories, let every such wickedness be judged by that blood in the name of Jesus. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the rod of our priesthood, I declare divine exemption for each of these from any of those possibilities in the mighty and powerful, the unmatchable name of Jesus. We command 
that angelic, that divine protection. Thank you, Father. We also proclaim the power in our spoken word by speaking out and reaffirming, reconfirming our belief in what your word says in Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of each of our mouths this day. We declare in faith that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. And we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In our teaching yesterday, Brother Vivek spoke on faith. So today I am prompted to reflect a little more on that battle of faith. Faith is a fight. Faith is based on what you know, what you know from the word. And if you don't have it, it comes because you can acquire that knowledge. Fear is also based on what you know. But that fear comes from knowledge of the world. That knowledge which Satan has fed the world over generations. It has become a norm, widely accepted. And that is why we fight against or stand against that mountain. But Jesus said, you can speak to the mountain. The question here is, which report will you believe? Which one impacts your soul more, decides which side it will incline to? And that is why it is a fight. Remember, you are body or flesh, soul or mind, and the spirit. Now your soul or that mind leans towards one or the other based on what it perceives, based on what it knows. It is a constant tug of war, a fight. You cannot escape the fight and keep your faith. It doesn't work that way. Faith will always have to be fought for and fought with. And the only way to fight with faith is just as Jesus did to say it is written. You will be pulled on both sides. And how far that pull goes decides the outcome. The good thing is the Bible says we are all given the measure of faith. So that will always be a pull. And that is why as Brother Vivek taught as well, faith can never grow beyond your confession. What you confess, that you possess. So in that tug of war, your confession becomes paramount. Very important. We cannot keep quiet and expect that faith to grow or the pull move towards faith. It comes from within, not external. Cannot come from someone else. They can only inspire and motivate you. They can pray with you. Your faith has to be stirred up inside. So, how does that apply to our problem? What circumstance or situation or problem God brings before you providentially, He will also give you the measure of faith to handle it. Remember, He said, 
no problem has overtaken you which you cannot handle. And with all those, he also gives the escape route. But the important thing to remember when you're stepping or speaking in faith, don't let faith become arrogance. And that's the essence of what we see in Romans 12 verse 3. If faith becomes arrogance, it fails. There is a very thin line between depending on God and that confession becoming so much that we start to take pride within ourselves there because this is what we believe. It then becomes about us. Fight the good fight against fear on one side and arrogance on the other extreme. Another thing the Lord led me to about faith is he said, all men are born blind. As a result, we cannot see God. And that is because of our original sin. Now we cannot see spiritual things because they are spiritually discerned. That is what 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14 means. It says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God. But he considers them foolishness. And cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. When we look back on ourselves from the past, we know that this was true. Even we at one time laughed. I know I did. And that is what Jesus touched on in Matthew 13 verse 13. He said, this is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. But born again believers that are raised in the spirit, they are the ones to whom is given understanding by opening their eyes. When Jesus taught the parable of the sower and the four situations, the four types of seed, four situations there, he first opened the understanding of the disciples. Even they initially didn't understand. Now, why are we going here? What does that got to do with faith? Seeing in the spirit and gaining understanding of the word is vital to your faith. Unless you believe and unless it becomes that real to you that you can almost touch what you are praying for. Unless it is that tangible to you in your spirit. You cannot believe that you have received. Now, when you join the dots and spiritually discern what the meaning of it is, you start to connect with that word. Now it becomes real to you. And yesterday, as Brother Vivek was teaching on the two hearings, this with the understanding now is the second hearing by the word of God. That's what is mentioned in Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, what that word means. The opening of sight to see and to know the truth, which sets us free. It is rather strange that the word of God is law. We know that. It is the book of law. Gravity is also a law, physical law. 
and yet we behave we believe gravity but we do not believe the law in the word when every law cannot fail that is what a law means it is always upheld it must come to pass we believe gravity but we don't believe what the word says and that is why it takes that perspective and understanding spiritual opening of the eyes to see and when that truth is made known the devil will always try to steal it steal it from you through fear born out of what your physical eyes see in the circumstances around or by trying to confuse you confuse the knowledge that you already have the same way as he did for eve when he asked her did god really say you can not eat of that fruit circumstances around and confusion within faith is your fight against those and the confession is an important part of it and that is why we say faith is not an emotion you will see things but you have to decide you don't go by your feelings it is a decision that you make that you must make each time you are faced with that situation and then you step into the fight you get to choose and what you choose will decide the outcome faith is your decision father in the name of jesus i pray for each one of us that raises our prayer in our faith we ask for that grace of faith lord the gift of the holy spirit the measure to be given to each one so that the circumstance that we are praying about let our eyes and our hearts be open to your word that is relevant to that circumstance that we then hold on to it we keep speaking it we keep hearing what we are speaking as well and you you open our hearts to the understanding that it becomes so tangible and so real each time god then when we are operating in faith when we take the action that corresponds to what this faith says is the outcome we believe we have received and that answer that outcome shall be ours no matter the size here i'd like each of us to remember what the word of god says in ephesians 3:20 that father the god is able to the god of the most high the god of all our people that move in faith he is able to do more abundantly than all all everything that we ask or imagine the extent of our imagine has imagination has no limits he is able to go above and far beyond that scope of that imagination as well and let that guide our faith but let it always be based on what the word says because only when we ask according to his will that is written expressly in his word does he hear us we ask for that kind of faith in our spirit father that edification this day so that we do not cross the line of faith and step into superstition and believe in magic but we learn your systems 
and try to work in accordance with that system, with what your law, your kingdom prescribes. We ask for that opening up of our understanding, Lord, and that filling of our wisdom, which is the knowledge coupled with understanding and its application. That wisdom, Father, we ask, that edification in the name of Jesus. And as we pray for that edification in our spirit, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all those families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division and separation. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Yoked to the ground under any kind of compulsive behaviors, addictions, prayerlessness, busyness. Too much embedded into the fleshly world and cut off from you, Father. Those that are battling poverty, all that are limited in any way that keeps them away from your abundance, Father. We come against them by the blood of Jesus. And we speak your word, that double-edged sword that cuts through every chain, that cuts through every bondage. We declare freedom, we declare liberty in the name of Jesus over each of these lives that we now pray for. The ones that you are praying for individually in your own personal prayer, let us raise that prayer up to the altar and then we come in agreement. Father, as one praying family, we join as one spirit with your Holy Spirit and we come in agreement with each of these requests, Lord. We also pray for our own family and our friends, especially those that are not yet saved, that their hearts be quickened and they are open to receive your salvation this day, Father, that there is renewal, there is revival and restoration there. Another soul that is saved for your kingdom. We bless them in your name, Lord. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. When we release our prayer and our faith, making it our prayer of agreement with each other in your spirit, that prayer made under an open heaven is always an answered prayer. This is our faith. This is what we believe in in our hearts and we agree as touching upon it, Lord. That it come to pass is what our faith says. And we release that faith in the mighty name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues. Those have newly gained that gift as well. Please unmute your mic and let us join in that prayer now. All those that are still praying for the gift, I encourage you to release your tongue. Take that step of faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us start with one syllable. Let us make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Ambrosia <laughs> <laughs> 
The words that were put on my heart this morning while we were praying, open your hearts to me. I have much to infuse in you from my Holy Spirit. The scripture I've been given is from Galatians 
I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from John 10, verses 14 to 16, quoted from the NIV where it is written, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as a father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. A second one is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Again quoted from the NIV, which says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, as well as Brother Savio's powerful reflections that he shares on our Telegram group chat and on all our social media channels, you can use any of those to share that message, that word, that gift with others and let their lives be blessed as well, especially the one that the Lord puts on your heart at that time when you are listening to it. Pray for them, pray with them, share that gift, let the blessing be multiplied. Just as the worst that has been put here, there are sheep, other sheep that are not of this pen. He wants you to carry that word to them. Thank you, Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great weekend ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. God bless you all.